0: Poured out. This is Olivia and Becca. Poured out is a podcast where we pour out some truths we've learned, splash with wine, Jesus, and sarcasm. This week, we are talking about rejection. Full disclosure: we are not professional counselors; just two friends who love Jesus and want to share some lessons we've learned in an authentic way. Hey, Becca, you know what pairs well with a good friend and talking about hard things? Wine. Yes. (laughs) Um, Each episode,
1: we're going to select a fine wine, and we're going to tell you our thoughts this week we are drinking and by this week i mean today i'm drinking lamarca prosecco um which is obviously more of a champagne but i was just feeling the bubbles today Mm -hmm. um i actually think it's really good i am um not a huge spender when it comes to wine and stuff um but normal wines or normal champagnes are about what four nine nine to eight ninety nine. If you're getting like just low class, I got like a thirteen dollar and forty nine cent bottle today. I was that's feeling fancy. bougie. I like it. I know. So uh, yeah. we invite you to just sit down and pour a glass of your finest vino and hang out with us. Yeah. If you unless don't... you're driving, <laughs> don't do that.
0: If you don't have any friends, that's fine. You can still sit down and we'll be your friends.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Our topic for today is rejection.
0: Yes. Hey, Becca, did you know that rejection comes from the French word rejection? (laughs) Rejection. (laughs) It's from the
1: 16th century. Mm -hmm. Oh, I am so going to use
0: this in trivia one night. Please do. Please do. Or directly from Latin. Rejectionum. (laughs) That's it. Nailed it. Yep. <laughs> the nominative version is rejectio, which absolutely sounds like a Harry Potter. Spell. I was just about to say that sounds like something Hermione would do. Rejectio. Okay. But so it, yeah. Yeah. There we go. It literally means the act of throwing back, which you know you offer yourself to a person, a job, an opportunity, etc., and you are thrown back, unwanted. So yeah, um,
1: I think rejection actually means more of a feeling than an action mm-hmm. um y'all we have recorded this episode like <laughs> seven times now because our microphones have not worked so it's a learning this curve it's a we learning curve falling we, down yeah and it's <laughs> our thoughts and these papers all over the table we're all like okay um but when we talked about this it just rejection is
0: definitely more of a feeling mm-hmm. and an action than it is um anything um I don't think you can use rejection in like a happy positive oh I was rejected today there's no positive connotation for rejection at all um nothing even Mm -hmm. if it's the
1: last kid on the kickball team being picked which was not me because (laughs) I was such a baller (laughs) I'm not kidding I was first chosen I was the only girl allowed to play football
0: did you ever play that football version oh what do they call it ultimate football
1: no powder puff
0: baby not baby baby (laughs) (laughs) superman football or something well we played it in gym and instead of the bases you had these large mats and you could put, like, 10 or 12 people on yeah, the net. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so
1: they don't actually get to throw the ball at you because it's such a pansy thing. Like, No, you can. No, this one is, like, if there's 10 people on How First High, okay, this Anyways. is, y'all, th- these episodes are <laughs> going to be, like, 32 minutes because of this right here. Uh,
0: okay. Um, okay.
1: So with rejection, what, you know, we know what rejection is. It's the act of throwing back unwanted. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But why does it hurt so much? That's our next topic. Yeah,
0: um, I think it hurts so much because it makes us feel like we are not enough, especially when you're rejected, like for another person. And so then you kind of start to compare yourself to that person and you think, okay, well, if only I were pretty enough, funny enough, f- you know, fill in that blank, then that person or that job, etc., would have chosen me. And so you just, you're left feeling really kind of unworthy and it really affects just the way you think about yourself.
1: I think the two words that come to my mind are if mm. and why. Mm. Oh, yeah. If I was this, if I was that, if only, if only. Um, I was actually talking to Olivia, I guess it was last week. Um, <laughs> <Boy>. <laughs> Olivia has has recently been through a, a huge rejection um, piece of this. and
0: Y'all know that scene from, um, <laughs> I think it's friends with benefits or no strings attached. It was one of those like best friend rom-coms. Well, anyways, I think it's Natalie Portman. She gets like dumped or rejected and she's driving home with no the, attached. Yes. Where she has the donut sitting in her lap and it's raining oh, out she's and she's and bawling and eating, and eating her donuts. That That's sums up my last month, like my last oh, week. Blessing. That has been me.
1: Well, and this is kind of what I told her though, is, you know, we say if all the time, like if I had done this different, he would have stayed or she would have stayed or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I, one thing that I tell all of my friends now is, and this is something I really wish I had known at 22 through my first heartbreak, mm-hmm. is it does not matter how perfect you are in a relationship. You will never be enough for the for the wrong person. Mm-hmm. You'll never be enough because he's not your person or she's not your person. Um, so it doesn't matter what you do or what you change. You can
0: be amazing. But if they're not your person, it's never going to be enough. No, they're never g- going to be able to see your worth enough to choose you if it's not meant to be anyways. Yeah. But, okay. And I think one of the hardest parts, too, is that, I think Becca started to allude to this, is that you don't understand why. You mm-hmm. can, I mean, logically, you can look at a situation and say, I'm, you know, I'm qualified for this, or like, you know, don't you Or s- overqualified, mm, that yeah. happens to y'all. Like, don't you see how well... I would be for this person on paper. Um, And so it's really hard then to emotionally understand how they could choose somebody else or how that promotion would go to somebody else or, you know, anything that you can be rejected from. But, you know, and
1: just recently as I'm going to get off topic just a second, actually no, I had a friend that um, was dating someone much younger than her and she was so happy but he just recently rejected her and I, she, you know, she keeps saying it hurts so bad because I knew that we weren't supposed to be together and I knew we were toxic for each other. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he rejected me bothers me because I knew I should never have been here in the first place. So she feels like the rejection is her fault oh, for starting it. Yeah. Um, she, you know, I, I asked her if she wanted me to talk about her, um, you know, on here. So I'm definitely not going to disclose her name, but uh, we're going to call her Moira.
0: Yes. Oh. yes. <laughs> so perfect. Um,
1: but yeah, so it doesn't matter in what circumstance, no. whether you're the rejectee or the rejecter, um, it's not going to be good. Nobody wants to have to go through that. Um, so how do you handle it when it happens? What's something like sure. if you had to give someone tips, like just sitting around the table, Yeah. like a 17-year-old girl, how do you handle that? No, no Vino. How do you handle that? What advice do you give?
0: Uh, one of the biggest things is that you have to I think this is something maybe you learn as you get older too, is that you can't let your emotions dictate your thoughts. So you can't let how a rejection made you feel dictate how you think about yourself. Rather you have to let your identity and what you think about yourself dictate how you feel about a rejection. And that is huge. Um you know, it's it's so easy to like let's say you you get rejected by a guy and you're tempted to feel like, okay, well, I'm just, you know, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not, I'm not worth love. I'm not, you know, fill in the blanks. But if you then go through, come at the situation with the mindset of, you know, I am fearfully and wonderfully made and I am worth love. And then you can see that rejection through a different light. Whereas it's not about, it doesn't affect your identity and your worth. It's just simply, because we live in a broken world.
1: I'm not laughing. (laughs) Becca is like this giddy look on her face right now. (laughs) I'll I'll realize later. Um, So we haven't really got to the book recommendation yet, but I just, one of the quotes I'm about to pull is from uh, Lisa Turkhurst, uh, Uninvited. And it's living loved when you feel less than, left out and lonely. I've read this book at least seven times and I told Olivia to get it. But um, there's one quote that sticks out of, Um, everything in this book. And it says, the more fully we invite God in, the less we will feel uninvited by others. Mm. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing is we live in a really broken world. And, um, the enemy does a lot of things to make you feel unworthy and unloved. And, um, you know, rejection is one of those feelings. There's, there's no good way about it, but, if you're being rejected by something, God's going to throw you into something better. And oh, so that's absolutely. what you just have to look at it in a
0: positive light. And, I, you know, you definitely have to realize that sometimes rejection isn't actually from that person or that circumstance, but rather it's coming from God rejecting that Say opportunity. Say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> Say it again. Sometimes rejection isn't actually from that person or that circumstance, but rather from God rejecting that opportunity because he knows it is going to harm us or keep us from being who he wants us to be, or because he has something better in mind. An open door is as much of a blessing and a direction from God as a closed door. And speaking as a parent, you know, God loves us. And a lot of times in the Bible, it's talked about kind of a parental or fatherly love and I have a son and I oh, just gonna
1: say talk about Jerry Jerry yeah he's the best um
0: most he loves time. dinosaur chicken
1: nuggets macaroni and <laughs> cheese and string cheese y'all he's, and he's really bad at hide and seek <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh goodness but um it's so much easier as a parent to tell our child yes but if I you know it takes a good parent to tell their child no and it takes a lot more love to tell them no because you understand that that is probably going to make them upset but the times that i've told jerry no it's it's for you know his good and that makes me kind of in a in a way as much as we really can't understand you know god's thinking but just that if he's saying no it's because he loves us because if it was any possible for him to say yes to us he would but he doesn't want us to have to settle for less he wants us to get to the part of our life or the thing that he is preparing us for. He's not going to let us just settle in for less than when he has so much more waiting for us beyond this rejection. Well, that's that whole childlike faith thing. Yeah. You know, you just said it best. Like I do not have kids, but I'm a teacher.
1: And so let me just like tell 20 you kids. I've got about 22 <laughs> and it's just so amazing when you, when you see children and how they think. And you know, the childlike faith is mm-hmm. you have to realize just like Jerry doesn't always understand what you're keeping him from to keep you safe. Like, you know, he wants that, that I don't know let's say he wants to go to the park and he wants to do it now and he tries to run across the street well you hold him back from that he's so upset but he doesn't see that there's a car coming yeah and you've got his arm yeah and so he's just so upset and so mad because he can't get there but what if you know he he doesn't you know you're gonna yeah. let go of his arm he's gonna get to the park it's just not yeah. in it's gonna be on your time Absolutely. so that's what we just have to realize and um I, it's 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 a oh man
0: it's tough I mean it We definitely have both experienced rejection and we know the sting of it and it is hard. But I mean, even like this morning, Jerry wanted one of my permanent markers to play with and I I said no to him and he, as a toddler, threw himself down on the ground and just started bawling and I picked him up, I scooped him in my arms and I just kind of said, hey, you know, it's okay to be upset, but my answer is still no. And I think that's true even with God, like he, he's not He doesn't want us just on our good days. Like if we're struggling with why something, you know, why a door was closed in our life or why we were rejected, like he wants us to come to him and tell him these things. He's not afraid of our hard feelings. And and as long as we do it in a respectful way, it's okay to ask questions and be upset, but also just kind of frame that in his love as well. Yeah. But Sorry.
1: Gosh. I'm not going to go into huge detail about my rejection because we would need about 4 hours and um, a lot of garage band space for that. But yeah, um, I have been rejected more times than I can count in a lot of different fields, not just with relationships. Um, but I, I you know, I had three different I don't really want to say men, but I had three different guys <laughs> that rejected mm. me and number one they rejected me over text message. I mean, these Boom. weren't like
0: fling things like
1: these were serious two and three years. Yeah. Relationships. Yeah. Um, so the one, I mean, they all, rejection hurts. It doesn't matter how long you've been with that person, but, um, all three of them did it the same way. All three of them did it over a text message, never saw them again, never heard from them again. It was very strange. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what's so great now is after that last rejection, I was like, okay, I'm closing off. I'm not going to open myself up and. You know, I, I prayed for a long time about it. I was very angry with God. Um, you know, I planned a wedding with, with this last guy and, you know, really thought I had my life figured out. And God was like, hold on, wait, you know, this is not your plan. This is mine. And it was tough. Um, I got mm-hmm. really mad at God, but mm-hmm. I actually found God in a place where I never, I never thought I'd crawl back out of that. No. Um. um it,
0: it was really tough, but. Uh, it's crazy, too, because sitting in front of me is a beautiful person inside and now. Like the first time I met Becca, I mean, she's somebody who, like the whole room just stares at her. Honestly, she's so beautiful. And then you get to know her and she has made me laugh so hard that I almost had bladder problems. Like <laughs> I, and she's just so, such an incredible person. So if, the, if she can be rejected, like it, it's just crazy to me that, I, I mean, I see her, and I'm like, "There's
1: y'all." I'm cutting her a check right now. I paid her to say all of this. This is you didn't. Oh no, it's
0: true. But I mean, I, you know, when you get rejected, there's, you cannot let that be the loudest voice that you hear, because if if you do, if you sit on that, it'll seep into you and into who you think you are. You know, this past week has been pretty hard um, with me, just kind of trying to process through this rejection and there's been kind of waves where it's just hit me harder than others, but you have to be able to go to your friends. Like this past week, I think I've gone to probably every one of my friends at one point and just said, Hey, you know, I'm having a low moment today. Can you just speak some encouragement into me? And like, that's okay to do that. That's what your friends are for. The people who love you, they want to know if you're having a hard time so that they can be a support for you. So please, if you're feeling kind of the aftermath of rejection Turn to other people and let them know. You know, remind yourself what God says about you. Go to your friends. There's no shame in saying, hey, you know what, Becca, I'm having a hard day. Can you build me up a little bit? Yeah, and look, our podcast, our uh, Instagram is always open with messages. I'll oh, tell yeah. you
1: this. I, we're going to have a whole nother section one day for anxiety. Um, a lot of rejection has has really fueled a lot of anxious feelings and panic attacks. And I, you know, we, we've all been there. Um, but our messages are always open. So yeah, feel free. Please. Like, since you don't like know us on a, I don't know. Sometimes it's easier to talk to people. You don't really know like, Hey, mm-hmm. this is how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I said that to Olivia last night. I just sent her a text. I was like, hey, thanks for understanding because I've kind of been in a funk lately. And so I didn't really feel like talking because my humor was not seeping out <laughs> like it normally does. So, um, yeah, you've, you've got to find a, a tribe and a um, a circle of people.
0: And, it, I mean, it's hard when somebody who you know who who has seen the most raw, vulnerable parts of you rejects you. Because it almost, it just feels like it just stings deeper because you think that they see you more than other people have. So to kind of heal that too, you have to let other people who also see you that much kind of speak some truth back into you and remind you of just how good and valuable you are. You know, rejection, like a lot of things in life, only has as much power as you give it. So you have a choice and you're going to let it run you over and be poison into you or are you going to stand up and fight back against it and i mean it, it's hard but yeah
1: i was trying to figure out any other ways to cope and get through it I, I think the other thing two things i'm gonna say and then we're gonna move on um when you get rejected two ways you can look at it a you do need to change something about yourself. If there is something that you were doing that was toxic. Yeah. 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 You know, I always look at it that way as, you know, if, if you can look and say, Oh man, I really was, I was being pretty hateful and just know that for next time. But B
0: don't always think that you have
1: to change something. Don't always be like, I have to
0: do this. If a guy rejects you and is like, Hey, you know, I think we could date if you would stop smoking crack and like
1: (laughs) killing people. (laughs) Like that's, you might have to do some soul searching there, but, um, Another thing, Olivia, how tall are you? Five eight. She's like five eight and like a hundred pounds. All right, and I'm like <laughs> five eight even. and two hundred pounds. So let's put that in perspective. <laughs> but I actually had a guy physically tell me one time. I played I played college softball, division one. Like I am built like I was about to say Beyonce, and I was like, "That's <laughs> not true. that's accurate. Like um, a Beyonce Care No, I would uh, care That's such a cute idea. Um, I'm 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 a thick girl, and I literally had a guy look at me in the face and say, "You're really pretty," but I'm looking for more of a soccer build. What? And I oh, looked at my him. Gosh. I'm not kidding, y'all. I went back into my apartment and shut my door, and I was like, "Okay, I can take this two ways. I either need to start running, and get on a treadmill, and lose some weight." Or I can grab a chocolate chip cookie and be myself because he does not, uh, he doesn't, um, I'm not about to be with somebody who says that. No, no. You know what I mean? Like, come on. You gotta You gotta appreciate the Lizzo in me, you know? <laughs> well, I'm in great. Do, do we have to have a, a license to sing songs like that? All
0: right. Yuck. I don't Probably. Think so it's fine.
1: Okay, so um, um, real quick biblical examples
0: of rejection. What does the Bible say about rejection? Oh, goodness. Well, to me, the biggest thing is.
1: I, I oh, was re- your
0: cliff. You need to read your yeah, cliff I know, thing. That was I great. Know. So I was reading through the Bible about like, okay, well, how did Jesus get, you know, deal with when he was rejected? And there were two stories that I had never heard before and both stood out to me. But um, one of them is in Luke nine fifty one through 56. And it says, uh, and when his disciples, James and John saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to tell fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But he turned and rebuked them, and they went on to another village. The backstory of that, um, I believe Jesus was speaking to some people, and they ignored him. I don't know. I guess that kind of sums up pretty much the whole Bible. But in that particular sense, um, the disciples were going to call fire down on these people. And I have felt that so many times. I think that's kind of our initial reaction, you know, going back to, the root of the word rejection means to throw back you know if somebody comes up to you and pushes you, you're going to push them back and so it's very easy to get angry and want to wish them not even unwell but just to get you know to get angry and that's not what we're called to you not not what we're called to do in Matthew 544 it says, but I say to you, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you um, it is it is so hard but when we, When we are rejected, we are called to watch not only how we think about ourselves in times of rejection, but we are also told to watch how we think about the ones who reject us. And and it is not easy, um, but you know what? We're told to do it anyway. This person who rejected me, I was, you know, I was really hurt and angry, but I got down.
1: That was my phone.
0: Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I got down on monies anyways, and I prayed for them because I think that's not only for their benefit, benefit, but it's for our benefit as well. And try, I
1: literally just sat on the carpet. What time is it, Olivia? Uh,
0: Five. Okay, five
1: o'clock. So at three o'clock today, I sat on the carpet and tried to explain to my students what it meant to treat others the way you want to be treated. And the looks on their faces are like, so you mean to tell me (laughs) that if someone kicks me in the shin, I got to be nice to them? So it's kind of the same thing. Like you have to... I was trying to teach them about, you know, karma and and putting good out in the world and showing kindness. And Mm -hmm. most of the time, people who are upset, listen to this quote. I learned it in Goldilocks, y'all. No lie. The Goldilocks story, it said, most of the time, people who are mean are really sad on the inside.
0: I think that's true. And I was like,
1: wait. I mean, we think about that, but it was like they portray sadness. They portray meanness to us, Mm -hmm. but it's really sadness. So people can hurt you. Man, I'm not even going to say his name. We're going to call him stan stan put a dagger in my heart i did not think i was ever going to open up my heart again because i had Mm -hmm. just been rejected you know a year and a half before that and it did not i don't feel like i really truly started to heal until i started praying for him Mm. and you know the 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 girl he cheated on me with they're married now with a kid and they're beautiful and they're happy and it's good you know i'm glad that he's happy because i did used to love him i'm glad he's with her and he's happy did it hurt any less absolutely not Mm -mm. but god saved me yeah that's not my person i found my person yeah he's wonderful he is wonderful
0: but i mean and rejection is one of those things that we are pretty much guaranteed to deal with in life um there, in another chap, another uh, example from Luke. There's a scene where so Jesus had gone back to Nazareth and was preaching to people that he grew up with. I mean, these these were people in his hometown, and they were not, they were not feeling it. Um, it actually says that when they heard these things, and all, all in the synagogue were filled with wrath, and they rose up and drove him out of the town and brought him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built, so that they could throw him down the cliff. Y'all, they tried to throw Jesus off a cliff. Like, if Jesus is going to face rejection, we are. And it doesn't matter if you just experienced one. Like, there's another one coming around the corner. So you've got to learn how to deal with this. Yeah. yeah. So our final thoughts, our best piece of advice.
1: Um, really and truly, I would, my best piece of advice is... Um, that bracelet I was talking about, you know, the mm. WWJD used to be, what would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. There's a new company out that's kind of the same and it's, he would love first. Yeah. So I know it's tough. It's so mm-hmm. hard, but don't be so hard on yourself and just realize you will get through it. It, you know, this circumstance sucks right now, but it's mm-hmm. not going to be here forever. Just like a storm. It passes some, some pass longer than others, but, yeah, um, absolutely. the day that you are going to heal is when you forgive that person and you start praying for him.
0: Yeah, that's that's huge. <laughs> Y'all,
1: I bought a sweater at Walmart today, okay? It is the softest sweater you will ever feel. Feel this, Olivia. Oh, so yeah. soft, okay? That's nice. There are, there's not only fuzz attached to my champagne bottle, there's fuzz all over my microphone, <laughs> and it is literally all over my nose and everything else. So when Olivia giggles, it's because I'm swatting yes. feathers away from my face. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: best piece of advice, final thoughts. Oh, um, I just, you know, for me, I feel like I'm pretty – in this um especially this past week and the best thing for me is just to like i said don't let rejection be the loudest voice that you hear you've got to frame that and you know lean on people around you let them let them chew you up you know
1: mm-hmm so all right, book recommendation I already said was Uninvited by Lisa Turkhurst. Uh-huh. I was giggling earlier, Olivia, because you put Lisa Turquoise <laughs> and I thought it was really funny. It was autocorrect, you know, on the phone. I thought it was so funny because it's like, Turquoise would be such a cool last name. Yeah.
0: You know? It um, sounds like she'd be covered in glitter and hey, old fish smell, but... That sounds like a <laughs> Little Mermaid.
1: Um, but I already gave you my favorite quote, which was the more fully we invite God in, the less we will feel yeah. uninvited by others. That's That's a... A huge thing for me is, you know, when you fill your life with Jesus, you won't feel I don't feel like you you won't feel rejection. You will. But oh, you yeah. just won't feel it as deep as you do when you realize that he's he's what mm-hmm. matters. Yeah. So uh,
0: my quote is from the chapter titled When Our Normal Gets Snatched. And it says it's like taking a photograph containing all the people you love. And suddenly some of those people purposely cut themselves out of the picture. And the gaping hole left behind is in some ways worse than death. If their absence was caused by death, you would grieve their loss. But when their absence is caused by rejection, you not only grieve their loss, but you also have to wrestle through the fact that they wanted this. They chose to cut themselves out. And that Mm. that is huge. We really didn't talk too much about that, but just you know, rejection stings because in a way it's purposeful. They chose this, although they chose somebody else, they offered the promotion to somebody else and it's just it feels a little more personal when it's purposeful so but that's that's a great book definitely pick it up if I think it's a New York Times bestseller yeah so it's probably going to be everywhere but um so truth of the week I I still don't know what you
1: want me to talk about here
0: well I mean I can do mine because I think I kind
1: of did mine with talking to my kids on the carpet today about yeah um treating people the way you want to be treated I don't really my truth of the week is always go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> if people, they're happy there, and they make me so happy. They're like, it's a pleasure to see you, Becca. Here are your grilled chicken nuggets. It makes me so happy. So that's my truth of the week. It might be my truth Becca's every week. A complicated soul. <laughs> Wine, Chick-fil-A, and a nice blanket? She's not kidding. I do good. That we is don't know. all she needs in life. I'm in Thai. That's about it. Yeah. I love my family. Mom, I'm sorry. I know you're listening to this. I love you. (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay, my truths. I've got two. They are equally as life-changing and important. The first one is, it's not called the Mendoza. Shoot. Y'all, I forgot it already. Um, Mandalorian. On, I was going to say Mendoza. Are we talking about Jessica Mendoza, who's like the best softball player ever? But okay. Mandalorian, I is that, that new movie a with the Baby Yoda yes, meme okay. that's going around? Y'all, I watched this and I was straight up giddy at Baby Yoda. He is so cute. I mean, I love all Star Wars anyways. So yeah. Yeah. But I, oh my, it just brought so much joy to my life. I was, it's, y'all check it out. Baby is, Yoda is, is pretty cute. I don't watch precious. Star Wars, but Baby
1: Yoda is pretty cute.
0: <sighs> anyways. um, And then equally as life-changing is, you know, I, it kind of, I had this moment this past week. I was starting to get some things ready for Christmas and the holidays to me have always been pretty meaningful. I've always looked forward to having, you know, the family and the farmhouse and just, I've always dreamed of like on, you know, Christmas morning, you wake up and you're matching PJs and take a picture and uh, this Christmas I am divorced single and I only have my son for half of Christmas it's not quite exactly what I pictured I don't have any family around so and I kind of was tempted just to sit in that like oh woe is me but I thought you know what I have a choice I don't have to wait till my life is exactly as I planned in order to feel joy in it you know there's this quote I sent to one of my other friends this week that says you know be where your feet are and my feet are here and I am in this season and I can still feel joy. So, you know what? I got matching PJs for my son. Anyways, I set up my dream Christmas tree, my dream white Christmas tree. No, it is not tilted. <laughs> We're not allowed to talk about that. Um, it's so cute. And I sent out Christmas cards. And so I think, you know, the holidays are really tough. If anybody out there listening to this, is also like divorced and you know, it's, it's tough. It kind of reminds you of what your life isn't. And, yeah, it can be really hard, but I think, you know, you have to choose to don't wait until your life is all put together. Like choose You'll be to, waiting forever, yeah, my friend. Choose to do those things now. Don't yeah. wait. So that's my truth. That yeah. and Baby Yoda. So All right. Yeah. So
1: thanks for listening as we poured out some truth about what we've learned about rejection. Join us next week as we talk about what to do when life has not turned out the way you expected it to. If you have any topics that you want us to cover or wine recommendations, please leave a comment or DM us
0: on Instagram at the poured out podcast. You can even just ship a bottle wine directly to us or a cart. I don't know anything. Um, but if you enjoyed this, please leave a review on Apple podcasts and let us know. Apple podcasts. What'd I say? (laughs) Apple (laughs) podcasts. <laughs> Apple Lisa Turquoise and Apple Podcasts. Uh, Say that line again
1: so you can put it back in.
0: Okay, so <laughs> Okay. If you enjoyed this, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Bye. Bye.